Ahoy, hoy, darling. <laughs> Ahoy, birthday girl. <laughs> I was like, we're still celebrating. I know yeah. I said it was last week, but it's also this week. Yeah. Also, today is officially our three-year anniversary. Officially. It's Halloween. Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Uh, you're going to get it a week later, but we are recording on Halloween. Happy Halloween, my lovely psychic sister. I love you so much. I love you so much. You're wearing an adorable Chucky sweatshirt because, of course, she is. Like, I am, yes. Yes. I'm nothing if not on brand always. <laughs> I love that about you. And I have birthday gifts for you. Oh, my goodness. Which I'm making you open on the podcast, even though this I hung is... out with you with like for like an hour and a half before. This is a very large bag. And it I'm is a very large bag. Prepared for this. My goodness. I did not wrap it because I was like, the crinkling paper is a nightmare. No, the, the bag, this bag Also, I wouldn't great. even know how to wrap it. <laughs> I feel like I get you a similar thing every time I get you gifts. And when you, you do. Open- and guess what? I love it every time. <laughs> so you're nailing it. It's hard to compete with you. You give fantastic gifts. <laughs> you know, I try. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. 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 Oh, yeah. I was like, it was a beast to get in that bag. So I kind of spoiled this gift before yes, I bought it did. for you because I talked about yes, you did. seeing a woman on the train with this bag and literally taking my AirPod out and being like, I'm sorry to be this person, but I have to know where you got this bag. It's glorious, is it it's not? It's glorious. It's a Betsy Johnson black matte skull imprint bag, and it is the things that dreams are made of. It's spooky, but also it's classy. Yes. And if you didn't look closely at it, you I feel like know. you wouldn't know. Which is my favorite of all of the, like, I-, I love a print like that. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Of course. Of course. I adore you. There's actually a very small gift inside the purse. I didn't wrap it again. That's... Um, it's wrapped in the purse. It is wrapped in the purse. So I <laughs> stole. Forgotten English. Stole this gift idea from Donna because I know Donna has this page a day calendar. But we talked about how you love like old timey words and how we yes. don't use them anymore. So it's a daily calendar of vanishing vocabulary and folklore. Yes, I love everything about this. This is wonderful. <gasps> Thank you so much. Oh my God, of course, of course. I feel like I always get you some sort of bag. That's why I had to laugh at myself when I bought you the purse because I was like, oh my God, Amy, I'm you're never nothing upset about that. And this is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful bag. Um, I'm so glad. Because I've been eyeing it for quite a bit. Girl, I got you. Thank you so much. Oh, my God, of course. Happy birthday. Thank you. You technically have one more gift coming, but it didn't arrive in time. So that's your your quote-unquote anniversary gift. Because Monique got me an anniversary gift. And she got me the complete works of Edgar Allan Poe. I did. Because she's fucking amazing. And it's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Because there were other options. And I was like, I want some, like, spooky art situation happening with it so I settled on that one and I very much liked it so I I did get that for you you nailed it there is a series based on the works of Edgar Allan Poe that recently came out and I can't talk about it because the SAG strike is still a thing but Amy and I have talked about it at length and we've both discussed wanting to reread Poe so that we can catch all the references so I got her this book yes I technically can talk about the show. Yeah. All I'm going to say, though, is I would say, go, it's phenomenal. It. It's phenomenal. It. Yes. I'm obsessed. I don't know why I was holding off on watching it, but you talked me into it, and I literally binge-watched the first five episodes, like, that night. 
I will say, as per usual, text me everything. <laughs> and she did. And it was my favorite fucking thing to get. They were texts that it was like, if you didn't know the context, you'd be like, this doesn't make any sense. But it would be things like the sprinklers. And I was like, I know exactly what that means. Yes. Yes. I and lost it. It was my favorite. Yes. And then she also just got texts that were just like, oh, my <laughs> God. And then just like, no, 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 repeatedly. Yes. Because I was losing my absolute mind watching it by myself in bed at like two o'clock in the morning. And then you're pretending you haven't seen it right for your fiance? No, he knows I've seen it. Oh, okay. But I am rewatching it with him because he was interested. Yeah. Which just means I can take a little nap if I need to because I know what's going on. I love that. Amy went to Donna's Halloween party, which I was not able to go to because I had to work. And she was. Nothing short of a vision. My God. <laughs> Thank you. I tried to bring the high priestess energy she did. here. Emphasis on high and emphasis on priestess. Yes. Um, so we kind of have a little bit of a recording uniform, the two of us. Amy usually has the future ghost That's sweatshirt. Right. Yep. And I usually am wearing this like pajama that is a bunch of dinosaurs when we record. And Amy's high priestess outfit is so... Wonderful. And she looks so amazing in it that I was like, this needs to be the new recording outfit. It was very glamorous. I felt very glamorous. It was quite a challenge to go to the bathroom in because there was a lot of extra fabric happening. Uh Huh. But I made it work. And you looked incredible. Thank you. I did rock it with sneakers, though, because I was like, I'm not. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be comfortable. Yeah. But no, I felt very glamorous. And I didn't wear my glasses, so I felt like extra... Beautific. It was quite lovely. And everyone did fawn all over me, which was You were a vision, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. My second best anniversary gift that Monique gave to me, <laughs> besides the works of Edgar Allan Poe, yes. was Infinitely she more so then. And was the best thing anyone has ever gotten me in my life. <laughs> hands down. Hands down. Was I got to meet one of our biggest fans, Sam, who works at the Gaff. Hey, Queen. Hey, Sam. I have never had anyone lose their mind and fangirl over me. And it was the cutest, best thing that has ever happened to me. Yeah. She was so adorable. Saw me, gasped, and just like walked away. In, to like, the other side of the bar. To the other side of the room as if like it was just like <laughs> too much to process. The setup was wonderful also because Sam and I are birthday twins. So it's Donna's Halloween party day. I'm also working. Amy went to Donna's Halloween party. And then Amy and our friend Ed and our other friend Sam, who's not Sam at the gaff. It's another Sam who's also fucking wonderful. She was wonderful. So happy to have gotten to hang out with her as well. Leave the party to come hang out with me at my bar. And I'm like, hey, I have the bar open for another hour. If you are still up, would be great to go to the gaff so that you can meet this other Sam. So we go, and Sam and I are birthday twins. We have the same birthday. And the Gap was a total shit show. There's a billion people there. And I was like, fuck, where the fuck is Sam? Everyone's doing karaoke. Everyone's karaoking, partying. It's a party. It's a whole thing. So I finally come across Sam. And I hug her. She hugs me. And it's like, happy birthday, happy birthday. Obviously, we're birthday twins. And I tell her, I got you birthday gift. (laughs) And she goes, what? Why? You didn't have to do that. And then I point to Amy and I go, Amy's here. And she just lost her fucking mind. And it was- In the cutest, most adorable, flattering way possible. (laughs) I admitted to her that her 
getting excited over meeting me was more emotional to me than Johnny proposing to me, <laughs> which I then admitted to Johnny. Like yes. he was fully, he's fully aware. <laughs> Sam, I absolutely adore you. You were so wonderful and you have no idea how meaningful that was to me to meet you and to have you be so excited literally just to meet me. Yeah, it was, uh, I've had such a lovely birthday weekend and everyone has been so lovely. Thank you so much for all of your wonderful messages. They've meant so much. But truly, that was like the highlight that of my was birthday weekend. It no. was seeing Sam fawn over you. Yes. <laughs> On my deathbed, that is going to be the thing I remember. Where I'm Absolutely. Like, yes. That's a good life. Sam, all the shout outs imaginable. We're obsessed with you. I'm obsessed with you. Like, I'm going to fangirl over you next time I see you. <laughs> she was also dressed as a character from Rick and Morty, which... I was like, despite Justin Roiland's awful sexual assault, yes, problematicness has been one of my favorite shows. And she was dressed as well as a bunch of other people from yeah. the bar. She had like a group costume going of a bunch of characters from Rick and Morty. And she was like post-apocalyptic summer. Nailed it. Amazing. Like just all around wonderful. Like could not have been a better night, honestly. I think, I, yeah. We stayed out till 3.30 in the morning, which is not usually my jam. Usually I'm in bed no. by 10 if I can be. Worth it. Would we, it legi- we legitimately went. It was like, we're going to go for one drink <laughs> so you can meet Sam. Famous last words. Famous last words. And you did. And it was just the most wonderful. So we stayed for like four more hours. Four more and hours. like essentially close to the bar. Yes. But it was so fantastic. I had such a wonderful time with you. I'm glad I got to celebrate your birthday with you on your actual birthday at midnight. Yeah. So many people like came to the bar and like brought her baked goods and wished her happy birthday. We all stopped at midnight and sang happy birthday to Noni. It was really sweet. You deserve that and more always. So it was just so nice to see everyone giving you the respect you deserve. God damn it. Thank you so much. I love you so much. Also, if it's not abundantly clear, we're actually recording together today, which we haven't done in... Since our 100th episode. Fuck, is that the case? Yeah. Oh my God, that that was like six months ago. Yeah, it's been forever. Live and in person. I know. So yes, we're getting to have a couple drinks together. Yeah, in, in case it's not a, in case in case it's not abundantly clear that I've had two gimlet that we've been drinking a gimlet and a half before recording this. In case it's not abundantly clear, it's your birthday week. You can do whatever <laughs> the fuck you want. You can be as drunk as you want. That's the best part about birthdays. Yes, I love you so much, and I'm just so grateful. I'm just that's it. I'm just really so grateful for all the wonderful people in my life who are just so kind and generous and loving and took time out of their lives and their schedules to just show me love on my birthday and my birthday week and weekend and I'm so just infinitely grateful for all of you I love you Amy so much and I'm so happy that we get to do this bizarre show together and we have been for the last three years same happy anniversary as well happy anniversary yes I love you so much. You are such a joy in my life and you've introduced me to so many wonderful people and I just, I adore you. Literally same. I adore you so much. Like, And it's our favorite episode this week. Yes. It's a true listener tales, baby. Yes. (laughs) Halloween motherfuckers. So many spooky stories. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's the true listener tales. We're reading your true crazy bullshit 
So I think we should just dive in unless we got another thing. No, that was it. Boom. All I'm focused on this week is your birthday, Monique. That was it. (laughs) That was all I cared about. I love you so much. I can't. I love you. All right. So I'm going to start. I'm from New Zealand, and 20 years ago, a lawyer in my town concocted a plan to kidnap a wealthy businessman for ransom along with his nephew. What? Girl. We're starting off with a bang. I right love this. Right out the tippy top. Okay. He had built an underground bunker, stocked. <laughs> Stop everything. Oh, my God. The level. Okay. You Girl, had wait. me at bunker. Oh, wait. Stocked with provisions, drink, chocolate, and a couple bottles of bubbly. I mean, you could add a few more. We could like, I do mean, a couple can cases. I go like, to right? This bunker? Right? Great. He was found out when council workers discovered the bunker and a car with a quote unquote memorable personalized plates was spotted in the area. The police followed him and captured him when he was about to do the kidnapping. <laughs> oh my God. You botched this so hard, dude. God. He represented himself at trial no! and claimed, quote, it was a game, end quote. <laughs> Not the worst argument. Oh, my God. Got seven years, released after five, and deported back to the UK. B. <laughs> I mean, that was incredible. That was epic. That was incredible. <laughs> I love that so much. Absolutely. That was incredible. I was, I was ready for you to tell me that was from Edward. Yes. Edward, who doesn't listen to this podcast because it scares him too much, which is totally oh, fair. I get it. But he does play it. When he leaves the apartment, he's like, Siri, play another fucking horror podcast. So we got the plays, which is wildly appreciated. I forgot he told me that when I was <laughs> mildly intoxicated at the bar. Yes. And I was like, that's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. Thank yeah. you, Edward. That's called being a supportive friend. Yes. He's <laughs> delightful. And yeah. you're right. His soul is too pure to be traumatized every week by the horrifying oh, shit absolutely. we talk about. He's also the funniest person I've ever met in my He's life. He's hysterical. Yeah. So he also went to <laughs> yes. Donna's tarot party and he dressed up as the Wheel of Fortune. But not the tarot card, just the Wheel of Fortune the, wheel like, from the show and had the Vanna White wig and everything. And I was like, I love and you. Had a, a little like... Oh yeah, he had like the board. He had a board. He had like a mini board. And it was something about getting garlic fries. Was the yes like, another order of garlic fries or an order of garlic fries? Yeah. Something to that effect. <laughs> I'm so impressed that you remember that. I mean, me too. Yes, realistically, <laughs> <laughs> alcohol was involved for sure. All right, now to my first story. My grandfather was a bad man mm. with multiple A's alcoholic, extremely violent, tried to kill my grandmother in front of their kids? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. One of his less horrible acts was abandoning my grandmother with their six kids, all under the age of 12. Fuck. Some of his kids maintained minimal contact with him. He lived about 30 or 40 miles from my grandmother and the two kids who'd stayed in the area. When he was in his 80s, he was hospitalized and then passed away in the middle of the night. In the morning, his oldest child, one of my aunts, went to the morgue to identify the body and fill out the paperwork. On her way, she stopped by my grandmother's to break the news. When she came in, my grandmother said, Oh, it's a sad day. He died just past midnight. My grandmother had begun to show signs of dementia or just basic old age, and so the weird comments weren't too out of character. And my aunt assumed that the hospital or one of her siblings had already called to tell their mother the news. 
My aunt shook it off and drove to the morgue. When she saw the death certificate, she was shocked to see the time of death listed as 12.10 a.m. On her way home, she stopped back at my grandmother's and asked her who had called her to tell her the news and asked why she said that she thought he died just past midnight. My grandmother said, he came to see me at 12.30 and we talked for a spell. He wanted to apologize for all that he'd done to me and you kids. I think he made his peace and was able to move on, so I'm glad for that. My grandmother then resumed humming and doing a jigsaw puzzle. Anonymous. Oh! First of all, you had me a jigsaw puzzle. (laughs) That is the old woman I'm going to be, humming and doing a jigsaw puzzle. I definitely know someone that that a similar thing happened to. Really? I knew someone whose mother and grandmother were both in different hospices because they both had breast cancer. Oh, shit. Yeah, what the fuck? And it was her mother. So it's her grandmother and the daughter were both in different hospices okay. and were both dying of breast cancer. So my friend's mother died first. So he had to drive to the other hospice to be like, hey, your daughter died. Fuck. And when he breaks the news to his grandmother, she goes, oh, yeah, he's, she stopped by and told me. <gasps> the wave of chills that Girl. just went through my body. I Girl. can't. Girl. And he was like, uh-huh. cool. Mm-hmm. cool, great. Amazing. I'm going to go about planning this funeral now, not acknowledging <laughs> that shit. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, totally. My stepmom and dad used to work opposite shifts there for a while. He was on nights, her on days. They had a set of baby monitors from when my sister and I were babies. My dad said that they could record short messages on them. And they would leave them out on the coffee table for the other to hear when they got home from their shift. That's sweet. Right? I love that. That's very cute. This went on for a bit. Then once their shifts line up, they put the monitors away in storage. She died of cancer at a really young age. And my dad had just gotten back from the funeral and was home alone. He spent the night going through their things, packing some of her stuff away. He said he had one of the baby monitors sitting out on the coffee table and it woke him up in the middle of the night with an old message going off on repeat that she had recorded. It said, I love you, Mike. I love you, Mike. Over and over. My dad told me he just sat on the couch in the dark and listened to her message until the batteries died. A couple of weeks later, He had picked us kids up for the weekend. After my sister and I went inside, he said he was sitting on the porch smoking and a strong gust of wind blew and he said he could smell her perfume that she always wore. It scared me hearing these stories as a kid, but now I can see the beauty and peace in those experiences. Hugh. Hugh! I that so much i i had non-stop chills from the second the baby monitor started uh i can't messages i love it that's so sweet there's um i don't know if any of you guys listen to hosier i'm a big fan yeah so his like i believe it's his first album like it's the first like big album anyway that i believe is titled hosier there is a song that he has called work song and the chorus goes when my time comes around, lay me gently in the cold, dark earth, 
no grave could hold my body down a crawl home to her of like and i just like think about that of like death doesn't mean shit to me like i'm still gonna be like around like haunting your shit yeah and haunt your ass like yeah like so if you're not like emotionally prepared for that to be a reality in your life i don't know if we can date because This is just what it's going to be. It's going to be eternity. Yeah. Whether you want it or not. like Forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. That's what it's going to be. Yes. I will be (laughs) flicking your light switches till the day you die. For sure. And baby monitoring your shit. Yes. That was really sweet. Thank you, Hugh. Yeah. Thank you, Hugh. I was a young sergeant in 2006 stationed at Fort Bliss. Right outside of Fort Bliss was a training area that was near Biggs Airfield. We were guarding some equipment overnight so the company wouldn't have to stay. It was just me and one private. I told him we would take shifts patrolling, and since we were allowed to have cars out there, the other would nap in his car. I woke up to my soldier knocking on my window in a complete panic. It scared me at first. The private said, Sergeant, wake up. There's UFOs out here. Me, what? The private points in the direction, and sure as shit, I see these lights that seemed like they were floating around and then disappearing. Took me a moment as I had just woken up. Then I said, that's the Franklin Mountain Range. You're looking at the cars driving on the scenic route. (laughs) Womp womp. The cars would be... I wanted UFOs, goddammit. The cars would be visible, and then they disappear when they went around the corner of a turn, only to appear again when they came back around. I was very agitated at first, but the next day, it was by far the funniest experience I had in the military. Anonymous. Anonymous! I love that. I love that. Even though that was not a real UFO story, that was very entertaining. (laughs) That's great. That's fantastic. I responded with my partner to a welfare check of an elderly gentleman. Knocked on the door, walked in, and couldn't find him. Went to his garage and found him sound asleep behind the wheel. He tried to commit suicide by carbon monoxide poisoning. Thing is, he only had a small amount of fuel and it was a new Civic. Oh no! He was pissed when he woke up that I wasn't St. Peter. (laughs) (laughs) RP! RP! Like, sorry, bro. I was telling you, you got to fill your tank if you're going to try to do this next time. He didn't uh, die. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad they didn't die. Absolutely. Hopefully they had a come to Jesus moment and they were like, life is worth living. For sure. Yes. But I can only imagine being like, bye, cruel world. And then waking up and being like, fuck. <laughs> this did not go as planned. I love it. Oh, I have a friend who swears the only reason they are alive to this day is because they smoke cigarettes because they didn't realize that their car was having a malfunction and was pumping carbon monoxide through the AC. So they kept like, as they were driving, like feeling lightheaded and like feeling very sick and they would roll the window down and smoke a cigarette. Holy shit. And then they took their car to the mechanic and the mechanic was like, um, how are you alive? alive? The car has been literally pumping carbon monoxide the entire time. And they were like, smoke cigarettes, save my life. Holy fuck. Insane. So smoking generally kills, don't do it, but occasionally might save your life. Just throw it out there. But yeah, that's fucking wild. Wild. All right. 
My mother split and transplanted a rosebush from my grandfather's farm about 40 years ago. It took, but never bloomed. At that point, she only kept it because it grew into the fence nicely and kept us kids from climbing it. My grandfather died about five years after she transplanted it, and that spring, it bloomed red roses. Ah. Beautiful. I love it. A few years after that, my grandmother died, and the spring after, it bloomed white roses. I love it so fucking much. Ah. Chills. These are the only two years it has ever bloomed. And that was from TH. TH. I fucking love that so hard. Just break my heart and give me chills for days. Okay. That's fine. That's beautiful. That's that's so beautiful and touching. I can't for one second. I love everything about that story. That's amazing. So roses do occasionally change colors. A lot oh. of times because they're grafted. They use like a hardier rose plant and then graft a different type on. So it's more likely to survive. Also, I do know that cold weather sometimes affects plants' colors. For example, when I worked at the cannabis farm in Washington, we would ice all of our plants towards the end because it would make the buds turn purple, which is very desirable, but really oh. had no effect on the overall effect of the bud itself. Oh. So you can change them colors, but fuck that. I just want to believe that this is grandma and grandpa spirits affecting these rose bushes. Same. So. Love that. Ah, oh, that was amazing. I used to be in the military in Singapore, and the training camp bunk that we lived in was said to be haunted. Occasionally, our stuff would go missing and reappear in weird places. Oh, no, 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 no. Girl. That would be the most frustrating ghost for me. I would be irate all the fucking time. I'm literally trying to work and not get, <laughs> like, demerits or whatever the fuck. Like, I'm the person who has three bowls on, like, a bench by my door, and each one has a separate set of keys in it. 10,000 fucking percent. Yes. Like, my keys, car keys, Johnny's keys. Like, if I knew for a fact I put the keys there and then they weren't there, I would lose my absolute mind. I saw a meme recently <laughs> that it was someone being like, my shit is getting moved in my house. Oh, my God, I have a ghost. And then the other, like, cartoon block, the ghost being like, I love home decorating. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just rearranging things. I'm like, fuck you. And actually. it's like, I hear you, but you can't be doing that with my shit, girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was an interior decorator before this. You're so, like, like no, I have some this. thoughts. Your feng shui is all fucked up. <laughs> exactly. So our stuff would go missing and reappear in weird places, like under our bed or inside of a bag that we had zipped up and stuff. No big deal, right? I mean, human error and all. Then came the instance that freaked everyone out. It was one night after lights out, and my friend was on his phone texting his girlfriend. Most of us were drifting off to sleep and relying on our beds, etc. Suddenly, we heard the shuffling of feet from the corridor. So, thinking that it was our sergeant, he quickly hid his phone under his pillow rolled over on his side and pretended to sleep. Till this day, what happened next chills me to the bone. While he pretended to sleep, he heard someone right behind him at the other side of his bed going, quote, don't worry, you can continue to pretend to sleep, end quote. 
Oh my god, the chills. No. No, 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 no. 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 Get the fuck out of here. I would dismiss this as a figment of his imagination, except about five other people around him heard it as well. No. Including me. Oh, fuck off. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But also, I'm going to continue to pretend to sleep. Yes, thank you. Get yeah, out of yeah. here. Uh-huh. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. I'm right on top of that, Rose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Creepier still, there was no one there. And it was the voice of a little girl that <gasps> said it. I do not abide a ghost child. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. And you're at a fucking, like, military base. You're like, what There's the no fuck? There's no little girls enlisted. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and we're going to get into that <sighs> right now. For reference, our training camp was in the middle of an island and was set up away from the main administrative blocks. The island has been closed by the government for army training purposes for the last 20 years. So there were definitely no civilians around, let alone kids. What? Okay, that's wild. Girl. To make matters freakier, when we came back from our weekend home leave, there was a bunch of female hair on his bed, (gasps) neatly bundled, long and jet black. Under his pillow was a note. Remember me? I, no, 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 no. I cannot express to you how intense of a wave of chills I just got. No. No. This is a Sean. No, this is a hard, no. And, like, military haircuts is, like, a term for <laughs> right. a reason. Like, you yeah. don't they don't have long hair in the military. Like, no. no, no. Burn it down, Monique. Burn it the fuck down. Absolutely. The whole island. I don't – <laughs> it's got to go. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, as I said, we were in the middle of a forest, in the middle of an island. And at that point in time, there were no female recruits slash personnel on the island. Our bunks were locked up for the weekend, and the duty sergeant had no idea that the incident happened. We never spoke about it after that night. Still chills me to the bone thinking about it. That being said, many Singaporean guys will tell you that the camp, Takong, is a place where a lot of paranormal stuff happens. Most guys that have been through the camp have either experienced something firsthand or know someone that has experienced something firsthand. Anonymous. Anonymous. I cannot for a single solitary moment. The chills have not gone away. They're still there. Yeah. If I'm going to be haunted, I just, it, I will take basically anything over a a little creepy girl. I don't (laughs) know why that is my worst case scenario, but it fucking is. And I don't, I do not abide a ghost child. I don't think that's unreasonable. I think if you're in a place where there are no children and then a girl child is talking to you, you're like, no, 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 no. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. (laughs) Absolutely not. No. Burn it the fuck down. I'm sorry. (laughs) Absolutely. But that is my response. Zero lies detected. Thank you. I live in an apartment attached to a funeral home. Wow. Ooh, wow. Right out the gate. Fuck. Right out the gate. We are <laughs> not the same person. No. I'm a mortuary science student, and I work for this funeral home to get experience while I'm in school to be a mortician. Okay. Makes a little more sense sure. now. But still. But no, still. That's a hard pass. You could just live down the block in, like, a regular apartment building. The funeral home happened to have a vacant apartment set privately in the back that I couldn't possibly turn down as I moved away from home for the school and I needed an inexpensive place to live. 
Since the day I moved in, I've been having notable paranormal experiences. Oh. For a couple of months, I kept them to myself, not wanting to seem like I was feeding into some spooky funeral home stigma or making it up. That I had to bring it up to a coworker of mine, and she confirmed that she and a few other employees had seen and heard the same things I have. That being said, it's not news to any of us that the place is haunted, if that's what you want to call it. Now, on to my story. One day, after I got home from classes and went home, I was feeling extremely uneasy. My apartment felt extra dark, and I felt sort of jumpy. I was standing in my bathroom braiding my hair, and one of my coworkers texted me. She said she had a weird feeling and asked me to go check the front doors of the funeral home to make sure they were locked. I read her text as I braided my hair, and her next message pops up. Quote, I'm 99% sure I locked it, but I just have a nagging feeling about something. End quote. I told her I'd go check. I finished braiding my hair and slipped on my shoes and walked to the door in my apartment that opens into the back of the funeral home. The lights are off, and I don't bother turning them on as the motion sensors in the hallway always kick on by themselves. I made my way to the front lobby, which was dark, not counting the light through the front door windows. I walked to the front doors and pushed. Sure enough, both unlocked. At that moment, I had a really heavy feeling, like someone was behind me or watching me. I kept turning around to look, but standing by the light at the doors and looking into the dark lobby made it almost impossible to see. I hurried up and locked the doors and made my way back through the lobby. As I was about to enter the hallway, I hear a little girl giggling. Uh-uh. No! <laughs> Again! I can't. I stopped dead in my tracks for a moment just at the end of her giggling. It's Can you imagine that? I No. No. The funeral home would be in flames. I would be 40 miles down the road by this point because I'm flooring <laughs> it. I'm absolutely flooring it. Like, no. 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 It sounded like it was coming from behind a door not six feet away from me. That is way too close. No, thank you. I got chills on my entire body and hightailed it back to the lit hallway and into my doorway. I locked the door behind me and immediately heard a loud bang from a room in the funeral home. I have no idea what it was, but it was loud. And I'm not about to go check, which, same. Facts. Correct. As I was standing there shitting my pants, I texted my coworker. <laughs> I texted my coworker back saying the doors were both unlocked. And as I'm typing her my story of what happened, she says, I don't know, man. I've been getting weird vibes in there all day. I think maybe it's safe to say the spirits in here were extra active that day. There are two spirits that myself, as well as three other coworkers, have all seen. One is of a little girl. She looks maybe eight years old, she's slightly taller than average, and she shows herself so briefly you wonder if you even saw it. I would almost say she looks ten, but when we hear her giggle, she sounds like a young girl of maybe six years old. The other is a tall, shadow-like man who wears a long black coat and a black hat. He's an entirely different story, though. Thanks for reading. S. S! You naughty little tease you. Okay, well, you have to tell us about the man in the long black coat and black what the hat. Fuck? Don't traumatize me with a ghost child and then tease me with a man in a Fucking shadow black. person. Yes! Come on! Okay. Next True Listener Tales, I expect a... Man in a long black coat, black hat story. Please I love and it. thank you. Yes. Thank you, S. Thank you so much, S. So this is my last story. I was obsessed with seances when I was younger. Girl. Yes. 
I don't know if you're a girl, but I'm going to girl you. <laughs> Same. I did one in eighth grade. I don't remember what exactly we were thinking, but decided to dribble candle wax and say it was a guy who was always a dick to one of us. It looked like a stick figure, but one leg was all hanky. Wait, is this part of like seancing? Like you dribble wax and like whatever? I have no fucking idea. Oh, okay. You're the expert. That's why I'm asking you. Oh, I don't. I'm not the expert. Emphatically not. You're my spooky Sherpa, Monique. I need you. (laughs) (laughs) I am of the two of us, but I'm not the expert (laughs) in any way. Okay. I guess this is a thing. I I found this out right now. I'm going to Google it later. He came in Tuesday with a minor leg injury. Sprained ankle, I think. Oh, these are some spooky bitches, right? Like noted. I got I got some candles laying around, and I got some people I don't care for. So (laughs) (laughs) watch the fuck out. I, it's like I don't know it's possible to be more obsessed with you, and then you just say some (laughs) shit, and I'm like, and there it is. There it is. I love you. I I love like love you. (laughs) I love that like it's the most fucked up shit that I say. The most like. like, (laughs) This resonates with me. I love you as a person. And I'm like, thank you for not being like, you're awful. We should not be friends anymore. No, we will. We're psychic sisters. Yes. In ninth slash 10th grade, I decided to quote unquote test the Ouija board. Oh, no. No, girl. That is not a game you play. No. No. One of us would write down a couple of words or think of a letter, then lay down. The other two would put the board on our back and see if it knew the answer. What? You're like in fucking AP Ouija boards because like this is not, <laughs> I've never heard this. No, literally same. Okay. No. no. Because everyone says it's subconscious, etc. The damn thing was right every <gasps> single time. Chills. Of course it is. Of course. It's not a game, people. Don't fuck with the Ouija board. Girl, like I told you. Junior of Catholic private high school, my priest religion teacher was like, do not fuck with this. This is not a fucking game. This man is an expert. Like, this is his life. I would imagine. And I thought it was a little alarmist. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, oh, I mean. No, he was 100% correct. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. He knew what the fuck was up. For sure. I did a few more with nothing super weird. But in college, I did one that put me off since. So far, at least 10 years later. A friend was having weird dreams in her room and woke up with a huge scratch on her wrist one day. This sounds kind of like me and my... I was going to say Incubus. My Incubus story of like, which is like episode four or some shit. Check that shit out. The scratch didn't get better, but kept getting bigger, actually. So a bunch of us go in to see what's going on. Out comes the Ouija board. I'm experienced, so to speak, so I ran things. And it was weird. I felt really uneasy the whole time. Nothing like I had before. And at one point, I got really warm in her room. Like, we were all suddenly sweating. Asked the board, 15 or so spirits crowded in with us. Then I started to feel ill. Thought I was just hungry at first. Then vaguely weak and fuzzy-headed and my stomach hurt. We took a break and went out to smoke. I felt better almost immediately. Then I realized I was dreading going back into the room. I pulled her aside, told her how I felt, and didn't go back. 
She slept on someone's couch that night and requested a room change. I couldn't even tell you any of the messages or answers we got. I just remember feeling wrong the whole time. Like, this is bad. We shouldn't be doing this. Maybe, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. And no. I definitely had, I've only had one Ouija session that was like that. Oh, where it's just like. It's like, this is not. This is not okay. It's not We are news. fucking with something we should not be fucking yeah, yeah, with. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. this is the Ouija expert, quote unquote. So. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that was like, I mean, like 20 years ago that I, there was one thing. It was like, we saw like weird shadows on the wall. No. Close we the lost game. like two hours of time. Yo. Yeah. And then the the girl whose house it was in, she was like, there's something in my fucking house. And she was the one who had the coconut yes. thing. Yes. Yeah. Because she was like, it, it was just, it ran too long. And while we closed the game, it was, it like kind of didn't matter because it was too, it was open too long. Because mm. like there was like two or three hours that we, like we can't account for and we were all there. Missing time is just one of those things that's so yeah. upsetting yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. terrifying to me. Yeah. Like, especially with like alien stories mm, and mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. any scenario, it's yeah. horrifying. Yeah. But no. Yeah. So I, I definitely have had only one Ouija situation like this and it was that situation. So I, I get it. Maybe every time before I spoke to something lighthearted or playful And this was a truly bad thing coming through. I don't know, but it was scary. Lissa. Lissa? Girl. I feel you. I'm in shock. I'm speechless. I can't. I feel you. I feel you hard. I totally get it. I had one of those. Of all of the times. And that one, I was like 17, 18 when it happened. And then the next time I did the Ouija board, I was like 30 something. I'm sure. Because I didn't do it again. Because no. it just um, upset me and unsettled me so much that I, I was like, mm, I'm, I'm not going to do this. No. For yeah. I feel like also that experience makes it feel more real. Sure. Yeah. Like if you have like a very lighthearted experience, like, oh, like this is fun. This is funny. Whereas like if it's that, you're like, we're fucking with something we should not be fucking with. And this is. Yeah. This is bad news bears. Yeah, it was one of those things. If you tell someone, they would be like, that's not real. It's like, okay. If you tell someone, like, we saw weird shadows on the wall and, and we lost like three hours of time. And like prior to recording, Amy and I were talking about how we hung out and it ended up being like 3 30 or 4 in the morning. And I was like, oh, fuck, we left. And that's very different because it's like, engaged in the conversations that that what we're doing yes and that was not what happened here we were so i don't know if upset is the right word but we were unsettled did it feel like you were like drugged at all or like was it any sort of like fuzziness or was it just like you blinked and two hours was gone yeah it was like that that's weird it was it was like i don't like this we're noticing there's weird shadows here. There's no adults present in this house. And we decided to do this thing because it's always been kind of lighthearted every time I've done yeah. it. And now it's not. And people are getting very emotional. And okay, I need to close the game because it can't be open that long because then things stay if it's open that long. Yeah. 
wait, how has three hours passed <gasps> type of thing. And then to no. spend like the next like two weeks getting text messages from this girl being like, there's something in my fucking house. Oh, no. No, no, and no. And then no, she no. called someone. And that's how I heard about the coconut, the coconut for the first time. Yeah. Get a coconut. Get a fucking coconut. <laughs> just, you know what? Just live your life. I don't know where you live. I don't know if it's hard to get a coconut in Wisconsin. Maybe. I don't know. You know what? You pretty much get anything on Amazon. Like, you could probably Amazon a coconut to you. I'm just saying. I would imagine. But yeah. just like, if you just had a coconut with you... All the time. Yeah. And we don't invest in coconuts. <laughs> We're not getting any money off of this. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, my God. <laughs> I have. I, I actually have a lot of stock in coconuts. So I don't know. <laughs> like like 80% of my 401k is in coconuts. Is coconuts, yeah. <laughs> but, like, this was the first time I ever heard about this. And she she was the one who told me about it. She was, like, for weeks was, like, there's something in my house. I'm not okay. I will be alone in my house and sob. I know someone's here. Someone's watching me. And she got a hold of somebody who was like, let's do this coconut shit. And she was the one who was like, he told me to roll it in every corner of the house, to smash it outside, and that there was black splotches in the meat. And he was like, rub it. You can't. It's not dirt. It's like the evil demons were trapped in the coconut. So like this was that situation. I've not experienced that. In my home, because realistically, I've never done a seance in my home because I'm not a dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know what I'm fucking with, but I'm not fucking with that. Thank you. Donna's like, let's do it. Because realistically. Donna's down. And I love Donna, that about her. all she wants is to be haunted. That's <laughs> actually all she wants. I love Donna so much. She's so amazing. I mean, yes, of course. That's the only thing no, about her. I don't fuck with these things. And I'm always like, no, it's because I'm a skeptic. And then I'm like, but there's always a part of me in the back of my mind that I'm like, I don't think it's real. But like, if it is, I don't want to invite yeah. that. Yeah. No, I, I told a couple of people recently about like going back a thousand years to our spectrophilia episode. Oh my God. I think about that all the time. That I was like, Amy was like down to fuck a ghost to like summon I mean, it. And then she was like, I don't want it to like stay. Yeah. <laughs> if this is a one night ghost stand, I'm down. Cool. But like, I don't want him to be like a clinger or she, you know, whatever. You know, whatever. Not, you we're, know, we're open. I don't discriminate. I'm down. Uh, yeah. I don't want them hanging around. And then like, I just have to deal with this like, <sighs> needy ghost and all the time. And I explained to your fiance, I'm like, there's a ghost now because I'm I sorry. fucked it. I'm and sorry. And it was such a great lay that I like can't get over it. <laughs> it won't leave me alone. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Now we have to have a threesome with this ghost. Apologies, babe. I mean, realistically, I think Johnny would be down with If anyone would be, he would be like, all right, <laughs> fine. Like, let's do it. Tag him in. Let's, yeah. let's go. I love it. He's Fantastic. such a good sport. He is a good sport. <laughs> He's a good sport. <laughs> Uh, I was like, then we have to fuck the coconut to like get it out of here. It's gonna be a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> I feel like though, if you're at the level where you're literally like, I am willing to just roll a coconut around my house, like you're serious because I would not resort to that unless I was like, no, you're desperate, desperate. Yeah. Like I will literally Absolutely. try anything because if somebody suggests that to me and I didn't really believe it, I'd be like, I'm gonna fucking roll a coconut around my house. Like, are you ridiculous? No. I think I remember like years ago. So my father has had multiple pains throughout his body because realistically we're not made to live this long. So our bodies break down. So he's experiencing that as a, a man of his age. 
and he's doing everything, you know, the things possible to extend his quality of life as much as possible. And I remember years ago, this is a very Spanish Cuban thing, is the like copper bracelet. Yes. Yes. There's many a Spanish commercial about the copper bracelet. And he, and my father's not a jewelry man at all. So all of a sudden, Roberto is rocking copper bracelet. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and he's like, it can't hurt. Right. You know, and like, that's how I feel about it. Like, if I get to point, I'm like, I will roll a fucking coconut through all my shit because at minimum, it cannot hurt. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't work. I'm in the same situation I was fucking 20 minutes ago. Literally right. facts. Yeah. Literally facts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I thought about the fucking a ghost thing recently the other day. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually mad at myself that I said I was going to do that. And I didn't do that. And it was when Johnny was in Vegas. I was like, maybe I this should This would have been a great an opportune time to fuck a ghost. Fuck a ghost? Kesha said it was great. That's true. But at, here's the thing. At the same time, you're fianced. Like, she said that it was the best. And I don't know if you want that. To, That's to true. Live. I don't think Johnny wants to live in a situation where he can't live up to a ghost. Fuck where I'm like, ah, the ghost did it better, babe. I'm sorry. Like, Could I love you. Could you just fuck me in a way that some <laughs> non-corporal being did? <laughs> love it he probably would try honestly he's such a sweetheart <laughs> he'd be like you know okay what? as someone who knows him i don't doubt that right you wear a sheet like whatever i needed for that i was like that's funny i actually am going to kesha this week and i forgot Work. that she yes i forgot that she had a ghost experience so damn i might need to really do it now in honor of kesha to properly celebrate I mean, obviously, if you fuck a ghost, you need to let us know. Oh, girl, I'm going to give you all of the details. Need the hot goss. It's going to be, goss. yeah, I'll trigger warning it for triple X rating because <laughs> it's going to get weird. All right. Now that we've had some ridiculous tangents, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is my final story. And for our final story. Our final story for Happy the episode. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. You feel like you're going to get this a week later. Yes. Thank you for everyone who submitted stories. These are amazing. Chills galore. Yes. I can't. Yes. Thank you. My dad tells the story of a guy he knew who kept getting caught for writing bad checks. He was such a big guy, he wouldn't fit in the police car. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I love that. So they would just meet him at the magistrate office and write him tickets. I know. Some trust. But a year or so after this kept happening, he got a call that there was a domestic dispute at the house. So they rush over there, and he's got an axe in his hand, oh, no. sitting on the front porch, all bloody. Oh, no. That visual, I cannot. I cannot. I don't think he's... Well. But no. I don't think he's well. I don't think he's butchering chickens for dinner. No. I have a bad feeling about this. Can you imagine like someone you know was being very, like... Jim again. He writes bad checks. And then like showing up and like this is the this is the scene. You're like, oh, oh no. Fuck. Fuck. Okay. Jim. No. I don't know if that's funny. I know. I like Jim. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna keep it. They approach and tell him to put the axe down, which he does, and proceeded to tell them that his wife is in the bathtub, or at least her head is. Oh! No. Apparently, there was a disagreement about finances, and he just snapped. But the guy was completely open and cooperative, didn't run or anything. 
He was calm and just sitting on the porch when they showed up. Turns out he was the one who called it in. He asked if he could meet them at the magistrate office, and Dad was like, yeah, nah, dog, you're going to have to get in the car this time. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yes. Like, you've been great thus far, but no, we are going to need to properly arrest you. Thank you. Yes. Your wife's head is in the bathtub. And that was from Brian. Brian! Oh, my God. Jesus. That was amazing. H. Christ. That was amazing. (laughs) What a fucking story to end it on, dude. I can't for one second. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, everyone else. You're amazing. And your lives are far more creepy and interesting than mine is. But I appreciate (laughs) that. That was amazing. Thank you so much. Amy, thank you for everything. Oh, my God. In the last three years. I love you so much. Happy anniversary to you. Because even though we did kind of an anniversary thing last week. We can keep we're going. recording on on our actual anniversary. This is our actual anniversary. Yes, I love you so much. I love you so much. Thank you for existing and bringing this wonderful weirdness into my life. Thank you for existing and being my psychic sister. I love you so much. Yes, I love you so much. Happy anniversary. Happy birthday. We're keeping it going. Like fuck it, I don't care. It's gonna be the whole month. I'll celebrate. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Happy anniversary. I love you so much. And we love you guys so much. Oh my God. Thank you so much for listening to us over the last three years. This is another fucking horror podcast. I'm Monique Sanchez. And I'm Amy Trayton. You can find me, Monique Sanchez, at Pin Up Girl Mo on the gram. You can find me at Lobotomy, and that's Lobot period Amy. Follow our show because if you didn't see it last week, we absolutely posted a picture of Amy's fiance riding a dick. <laughs> A huge dick. Giant. It's enormous. It's enormous. If you want to see that shit, follow us at another fucking horror podcast on Instagram. Every sixth episode, which is this episode, we do a True Listener Tales episode where we read your true stories. So if you have one or you just want to say hi, email us at another fucking horror podcast at gmail.com. We are so fucking obsessed with you. Thank you so much for listening to us and sticking with us the last three years. We're so obsessed with you, and we hope to have another three years and more to tell you some weird shit. We love you so much, and we're so obsessed with you. Keep it cute. Keep it creepy. Bye. Bye.